You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're just going to jump right into this topic of Panim Chadashas. So the first source says, Tanar Banan, make it a little bit bigger, says, Mevarchim Birchas Chasanim Basara Kol Shiva. So Birchas Chasanim, that's the Gemara's terminology for Shavu Brachos. So the Brisa says that we say Shavu Brachos, Be'asara, meaning with a minion, Kol Shiva all seven days, what we call Shavu Brachos. So counting the day of the Chasana as day one, so you count out seven days, and during that time, so you would say Shavu Brachos. Amr of Yehuda comes along with Yehuda, and he says, V'hu Shabo Parim Chadashos. When are you allowed to go ahead and uh, make uh, Shavu Brachos? Only in the event that you have Panim Chadashos, you have a new face which is there. In the event that there's a meal at which you don't have a new face, so then you only say one of the Shavu Brachos, not all seven, or really it ended up being two if you say Brei Pragafet also, but you don't say all of the Shavu Brachos, you're just going to say, you're just going to say one of them. And that also, what the difference is and why there's going to be a difference is not, uh, is not our discussion. Yeah, now, which one do you say? You say the, uh, the, I think it's the last one. Okay. You say just the, the, the last one, the long one. Okay, now uh, we'll see. Actually, I think I, t- I took it out. Yeah, took it out. Okay, now the first thing that I want, that everybody should know before we even get into this topic of Panam Chadashos is uh, it's become commonplace for people to go out of their way to make sure that there are Sheva Brachos all seven days. And this is something which the question is whether or not there is a halachic justification or halachic mandate to make sure that there are Sheva Brachos all seven days, or is it something that technically if... Uh, if you have a, a minion and you have panim chadashish, you say it. And if not, low big deal. It's not going to be uh, an, any, uh, uh, you know, a, anything wrong to go ahead and skip it. So here in source number two, so we have a tshuva from the Rav Pa'olim. The Rav Pa'olim is better known to those who are assembled as the Ben Ishchai. So anybody from young Israel uh, knows from Benji, the Ben Ishchai. So one of the... Uh, one of the sets of chubas which he wrote is the Rav Paolim. So he asked this exact question here. He says, Sheila, question is, Bechasen Shenasa Basula, that a, uh, 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 a young man marries a young woman, neither one has been married before. That the halacha is, is that you say Sheva Brachos with a minion after benching, Throughout the seven days, as we said, including day one, uh, the, the chasna being day one. So the question is, is there an obligation to make sure that you have meals with ten people so you can say shabrachos? Meaning, that there's an obligation to invite a minion of men at each one of the meals. So that you could say brachos. So is it one the one possibility on the one hand is it's an obligation and you have to make sure to the degree that you can to gather a minion at each one of those meals. Or perhaps it's not an obligation at all to have shavuot brachos. And if you happen to have a minion of people who are present, so then you say shavuot brachos. 
But if you don't have a, a million of people present, no, low big deal. So you go ahead and you won't say all shabrachas. And it's really no loss as far as halacha is concerned. Why are we raising this question? So the Rav Paalim, the Ben Ishchai explains, and there, here's an interesting thing that used to go on, at least in those times. We're asking this question because the chasen doesn't have enough money to pay for 10 people to eat on seven consecutive days. So apparently back in the day, in the good old days in Baghdad, so it wasn't his parents who paid for it. It wasn't her parents who paid for it. It wasn't community members who paid for it. The chassan was paying for the shabrachas. So being that the chassan was paying for shabrachas, if you have a chassan who doesn't have much money, can't afford it, so what are you going to do? All he wants to do is have a suda with three people, small little suda, and I'll just say the bracha of asher bara, that's the one which we sing anyways, so at least you'll get the song out of it. So, and is he obligated? So he wants to know, so he wants to know, are they obligated to go ahead and make sure that there's going to be a minion for Shevrachos, or is there no such obligation? Yorenu, this means, go ahead and instruct us. Yeah. When he says three people, does that mean three people, including the bride and groom, or three people in addition to the bride and groom? Three people, including the the chasm, but not the bride for a mazuman. It would just make a just have a mazuman, because also in the event that you don't have a minion, so you'll say the regular benching, and also you'll just say the asher barabra. Okay, so putting aside some of what he uh, he writes in terms of the source of this and how he knows what he's saying is true, but he says in the answer, So the way it is. In the event that the chassan does not have the financial means to be able to invite a million of people to join them for meals all seven days of Shevbrachas, in order that they should be able to say all Shevbrachas after benching, we're going to make this bold. So you're not obligated to go ahead and uh, extend yourself in order to make sure that you have a minion and you say Shev Brachas all seven days. This is not something which is an obligation. It's a nice thing to do if it works out. But in the event that one does have the means to be able to afford it. So the Mitzvah is low. It would certainly be considered to be a great mitzvah. It's a wonderful thing to have uh, friends and family over to be able to enjoy a meal in celebration of the chasna. To invite 10 people to make shabrachos. And to praise God by saying the Shavabrachas, but as far as whether there's an obligation to do so, so the Ben Ishchai says, absolutely not. No such obligation, and therefore you don't have to uh, overextend yourself to make sure it's not as if every Chastan Kala deserves or has to have Shavabrachas. If it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, no. Okay, so that is point number one. Now, point number two is... Um, 
Okay, we'll go with the uh, the tour. So the Gemara had said, back in source number one, so the Gemara had said that in the event that you have Panim Chadash, you have new people who are there, you would say Shev Brachos, if not, not. So says the tour. Umevarchen in Eben Ezer, Simon Yud Samach Beis, sorry, 62. So he says, Umevarchen Oson Kol Zayin Achar Achila. So he says that the Shev Brachos would be recited for all seven days after a meal. And this assumes that you have panim chadashos. So as far as what the Gemara had said, the only thing we know, the only prerequisite is you need panim chadashos, you need, need a new face. Comes along the tour now, and he adds an additional prerequisite. And he says, who are these panim chadashos? What are we looking for out of them? That they did not eat at the time of the chasana. So it has to be, number one, it has to be somebody who's new and somebody who did not eat together, let's say, with the chas and the kala until now. So that means even if they were actually there for the chuppah, so they showed up at the chuppah and they heard the shefer brachas under the chuppah with the cedar kedushin and all of that, but they didn't bother to stick around for the meal, so that, the tour maintains, is still panim chadashos. So Panim Chadashos doesn't mean it's the first time you're seeing them the week, beginning with the Chasna all the way through to the end. But Panim Chadashos means that they have not yet enjoyed a meal with this guest who may qualify as Panim Chadashos. So it happens sometimes that a person may show up just for the Chuppah. They don't have a lot of time the night of the Chasna. They may have another Chasna that they have to run to or something like that. So they were there just for the Chuppah and then they ran out. So if you want to invite that person day four, day five, day six, day seven of Shev Brachos, so that person would still qualify as Panim Chadashos according to the tour, even though they were actually there at the Chuppah. Now, that's the opinion of the tour. Comes along the base Yosef. And he tells us that this matter is actually subject to a debate amongst the Rishonim. Whether or not somebody who was there but didn't yet enjoy a meal, do they qualify for Panim Chadashos or not? So here you have, in source four over here, so you have the, uh, the Beis Yosef explains. So this is what, what we know from the Gemara, that Shavu Brachas is recited at any meal that has a minion of people after uh, uh, after benching, provided that you have panim chadashos, you have a new person who is present. Now explains the base Yosef. Now remember that the tour just tells us halachas. Usually does not go ahead and give us the gemara background to where the halacha is derived from. That becomes the job of the base Yosef. Rabbi Yosef Karo is the one who goes ahead and fills in that background information. So the Beis Yosef explains, So this is uh, this uh, stems from the Gemara Ksuvis. That you're going to go ahead and you're going to say Sheva Brachos for all seven days if you have a minion present. Provided that you have a new face which is present. Okay, that was the Gemara now. Now, Upirish Rashi. Rashi explains, the prerequisite is, is you need a new face joining you at the meal who wasn't there previously. Who was not at one of the previous Shavu Brachos. So on day two, you need a new person who wasn't there at day one. 
on day three, you need somebody who was not there day one and day two, all the way through. That is point number one. So it could only be panam chadashos once. It could only be can only be new one time. And then vushabo panam chadashos. Now here the Rashi explains shulo achlo ad ata. What this person has to be is not only has he not been in attendance, but he has not yet eaten together with the we'll say the wedding um, of the wedding party has not yet had a meal together with the wedding party. And like we saw in the tour, even if the person was there for the actual chuppah itself, as long as they have not yet participated in a meal with the wedding party, they still qualify as panim chadashos. But the Rambam Kasaperik based Milchos Brachos, the Rambam, however, he disagrees. And he writes, if you have at one of the shavrachas, at one of the meals, you have new people who have not yet heard birchas nesuin. So here you see he's putting the emphasis on a different point. He says the emphasis is that they were not around even under the chuppah to hear shavrachas being recited at all. So not only were they not at a meal, they weren't even there at the chuppah. Only that person qualifies as panim chadashos. Then, only then would you go ahead and you would you say shavabrachos because this person has not yet been present for shavabrachos to have been recited for this particular couple. As the brachas are recited by the nesuin. So what you have over here is a machlokas between Rashi and the Rambam, if somebody was at the chuppah, but was not yet at any of the meals, do they qualify as panim chadashos to be able to say at that meal, sheva brachos after benching? Or if you were, even though you weren't at one of the meals, but you were there at the chuppah, that already disqualifies you from being one of the panim chadashos. And this is something which Makes its way into into Shochanach. So Shochanach brings this this uh, this idea down, and he says, source number five here. So Simon Sabach Beis Sif Zayin, and we're jumping in the middle of a Sif. The earlier part of the Sif is not so relevant, but that's why it's, we're starting sort of with uh, you know with the uh, you know zero to sixty. We're already at sixty, but we say, Aval Let's say you have new people at one of these Sheva Brachos meals. Who did not hear the Sheva Brachos at the time of the Chasna, at the time of the wedding, meaning under the Chuppah. Then, that's like the Rambam's opinion. So then, So if you have somebody who has never heard Sheva Brachos for this couple as of yet, then you would go ahead and you would say Sheva Brachos after the meal. In the same way that you say those seven, those seven brachos at the time of the chuppah itself. Also, asara, as long as you have a minion of people who are there, and the chasen counts as one of the minion. Then he says, now he brings down Rashi's opinion. Some people say that even if you were there at the time of the chuppah and you heard the vishamu brachos and you heard the shavu brachos, being recited by all of those honored people who are called up, the great uncle and the rabbi and the rabbi's neighbor and the rabbi's neighbor's friend and all of the various honors which, uh, which we give. 
but so the person was there for the chuppah, but have not yet had a meal with the wedding party. So according to Rashi, mikri panim chadashos, this is still called panim chadashos. Such a person qualifies as panim chadashos. And you would go ahead and you would say sheva brachos because that person is there. And says Shochan Aruch, v'chein pashat ha-minog. The minog is like Rashi. The minog is like Rashi's opinion, not like the Rambam's opinion. And you somebody qualifies for panim chadashos even if they were there at the chuppah, provided that they have not yet participated in a meal with the wedding party, whether the meal at the chasna or whether any of the other shavuot but just being present at the chuppah does not disqualify one from being panim uh, chadashos as of yet. So I, I thought that the principle is when there's a stam v'yesh halacha kistam. So is, is, is he poskining one way and saying the minhag is not like the halacha? Uh, he's telling us that the minog is going to override the halach. So there's such a thing as minog, there's a phrase in halacha of minog mevato halacha. So when when you have machlogus, we showed him, so his personal preference maybe would usually be like the Rambam over Rashi. Remember the Beis Yosef usually looks at the big three and Paskin's based on the majority. And the big three are the Rif, the Rush, and the Rambam. So Rashi doesn't even play a role in all of this. But mm-hmm. since the minog has developed like that, so that's why he has to acknowledge it. That that's the way it is. But uh, but yeah. Um, okay, so that is point number one. So point number one is, and we'll see this later on also in one of the more recent farm about this. But you have a machlokas Rambam and the Rashi whether somebody at the chuppah who has not yet been at a meal qualifies as panim chadashos, and the minog has developed like Rashi that such a person does qualify. Okay, now here comes a point that the Ramah raises, which we haven't really seen the background to this as of yet, but this will also be something which will come up later on, so you might as well see it because it's in this sit. So the Ramah says over here, ooh, again. Hagah, some people say, let's say you have a person who's present, but who has not yet participated in one of the uh, a meal with the wedding party. So this Panam Chadashos didn't eat anything. He's just there. He says, you know what? I'm, I'm vegan and I can't have this, uh, you know, all the food which you're serving. I'm vegan. I'm Chal of Yisrael. I'm gluten-free. Uh, basically, all I eat is water and jello. So the person's not actually <laughs> going to be eating at any of the meals. But he's there because he's a close friend of the chassan. He's a close friend of the chassan's parents or whatever, the kala's parents. So, so even if, so the Ramah seems to say that even if this Panu Chadashos didn't eat, he could still qualify as Panu Chadashos to make Shavu Brachos. So this is something which actually happened last week, Motsoi Shabbos, is we were short. We had nine people. We were missing our tent, and we didn't have, a, uh, actually, I think we had tent, but we didn't have Panim Chadashos, because it was all family who had already, by this time, this was the fourth meal which we were eating together. So we were more than sick of one another by the time the fourth meal uh, rolls around. So we needed Panim Chadashos. So they called up a, uh, a fella who graciously came. But as soon as he walked in, he said, I can't eat anything. I just finished Malaf Malka, and I'm mamish, I, I have no room left for anything. He said, not a piece of cake, not a little dessert. He said, Nothing. I can't eat anything. So, does he qualify for panim chadashos if he doesn't eat anything? 
So the Ramah says, yes, the Ramah says that even if he eats absolutely nothing, but he's a new face who has not been at any one of the previous Sheva Brachos, so he qualifies as Panim Chadashos. So, so can he be a new face at several different Sheva Brachos without eating anything? As long as he hasn't eaten, we learned that he qualifies. Right. So we, we don't need him to eat to qualify, but once he, he was one of the participants, so then he, that he's used up his, you get one ticket. Go to be okay. Panim Chadashos once. Now, you'll ask, which I'm sure all of you are thinking right now, that you ran into the problem at the Malava Malka meal, that you didn't have anybody new. But you said, Rabbi, that this is the fourth meal that everybody's eating together. So where did you come up with Panim Chadashos for the first three meals of Shabbos? Everybody who was there was already at the Chasna, and everybody who was there was there at the Friday night meal. It was there at the Shabbos morning meal. It was there for the Shabbos afternoon meal. So if already at this point, so how do we go ahead and have Shev Brachos on Shabbos if we didn't have Panim Chadashos in each of those? Shabbos so here, itself. Yeah, yeah, so on. here we have the very famous Tosos. It's, it's like you, you never think that this is true other than the fact that you will now see that Tosos says that this is true. But I don't know if any one of us would have come up with this Chap on our own. That's why Tosos is a Rishon and we're not. But the, on the Gemara, it says, V'hu Shabo Panim Chadashos. So they say, Omer Ri. So the Ri says, one of the Bali Tosos, the Panim Chadashos. Now, first of all, he has, the question is, does any yachts off the street, right? Let's say you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're living in Muncie. Let's just say, for example. And you have your Amazon delivery driver uh, happens to be a from Yid. And as you're getting ready to bench, you say to the Amazon delivery driver, hey, would you come in here and just uh, sit down while we bench so we can make Shav Brachos? We'll even give you the last bracha and you could do Chazanas for us. So he says, oh, for Chazanas, I'll be more than happy to go ahead and, uh, and, and join you. So does just a stranger off the street, does he qualify as Panu Chadashos? Is Panu Chadashos literally mean all you need is a new face? Or as we're going to see, some people say that there needs to be some sort of relationship with that person. So here the re says, Omari, the Panim Chadashos, Ein Kore, El Bene Adam, Shemar Bin Bishvil Amasimcha, Yoser. He says, Panim Chadashos is a person who adds more joy to the Simcha. So if you have a person who from out of town, a close friend, somebody who uh, you know, used to babysit, somebody at Shebrach will talk about, I remember when I used to change your diaper. So whatever that case is, somebody is going to add joy to the occasion. That is somebody who is Panim Chadashos. But if you have Stam, your neighbor's you know, teenage son who happens to be uh, you know, uh, off for Shabbos Hanukkah and you want to just go ahead and grab him because he's, uh, he's available, so that, according to the Ri, that person is not Panim Chadashos. It has to be somebody specifically who increases the joy of the occasion by his presence. Now, here's the part which we were looking for, the more important part that we we're looking for. Shabbos, the Chashvin Panim Chadashos. Shabbos itself is considered to be Panim Chadashos. You don't need a physical person who has not yet participated in any of the meals, but Shabbos itself is considered to be the new face, which allows the wedding party to be able to say Shavuot Brachos at at least the first two meals on Shabbos. You'll see why I'm saying that. Damrina because in the Agadah we say, Mizmor Shiliyoma Shabbos, that's the special capital to Hillam, which we associate with Shabbos. So Amar Baruch Hu, says, Panu Chadashos that being that Shabbos is a new face, it's not a weekday, it's a new face. So, therefore, no Mashira. Therefore, it warrants singing a song. So every time Shabbos comes in, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is inspired to go ahead and sing a new song. That's what Mizmor Shil Yom HaShabbos represents, expresses. And Hasanam Yomar Bino, the Kavad HaShabbos, V'Simcha V'Suda. And at the same time, when Shabbos arrives, we know we eat better, we have extra kugel, we have extra food than, the, than, than we do during the week. So the Panim Chadashos is also going to be something which is going to increase our level of joy as a result of that special guest which is there. And according to, uh, according to Tosos, Panim Chadashos now has two prerequisites. It is somebody who has not yet participated in one of the uh, meals with the wedding party. And number two, somebody whose presence increases the joy of the occasion, not just I'm a stranger off the street, but you just happen to be walking by. Okay, so now is this going to be true as far as halacha is concerned? So now let's see Shulchan Aruch on this. So this is now in Sif Ches, same sim in Samach Beis and Eben Ezer, Sif Ches. Mm-hmm. So Panim Chadashos is somebody who you're going to uh, you're going to put out more food. Theoretically, this is a guest that you would want to go ahead and put out fancier food than you would if it was just, uh, you know, a stam Thursday night where you're just feeding the family. Then he says, yeah, then Shachanar continues. Some people say, the Shabbos v'yantif, rishon v'sheni havi kapanim chadashos. Some people say that Shabbos, the first two meals on Shabbos and Yantif, they themselves qualify as Panim Chadashos. Besudas Halayla V'Shachris, the nighttime meal, Friday night, the Shabbos morning meal, Shabbos morning. But Shulchan Aruch says, interestingly, Avalo Besudas Shlishis. We don't consider Shabbos to be the Panim Chadashos for Shal Shodis. So if you're going to have a Shal Shudas, Sheva Brachos, you actually do need a physical person who's going to be the Panim Chadashos. And says the Mechaber, V'chem Pashat Minag, and the Minag is, claims the Mechaber, is like this opinion that Shabbos does not qualify as Panim Chadashos for Shal Shudas. Now this makes for an interesting thing, because if you've ever had Shabbos, Sheva Brachos in the wintertime, so it's, uh, uh, it's, it's very inconvenient to go ahead and have your regular Shabbos uh, lunch at, begin at 12, 12.30, because by the time you finish that meal, because Shabbos has a tendency to take a long time with all the speeches and all the food and whatnot, by the time you finish that, so you're still full, you run to Mincha, and then you come home and you're going to have another meal. So nobody wants to go ahead and try and chaperain an additional shal shudas after you just finished lunch half an hour ago and you just had the you just had in between. So what's interesting is is that many people what they end up doing is is they make kiddush, they wash, they have whatever appetizer it is, then they bench. That counted as meal number two. Then they have some sort of break, sort of like we, we do on air pesach shechalios b'shabes. This past week, I ended up having to give a shear in between meal two and meal number three. I got roped into that uh, somehow. And, I, and then afterwards, then you go ahead and you wash again for Shal Shudas. And that's when you have the cholent and the chicken and the meat and all the other, all of the other stuff. So like the Mechaber, so if we didn't have actual new person at what was the Shal Shudas meal, we wouldn't be able to say Shavu Brachos. Now, it got much more complicated for us over there because some people did break up the meal into two, some people didn't break up the meal into two, so it made it even worse. But according to Shulchan Aruch, Shal Shudas does not count as 
panim chadashos, and you'd actually need somebody who has not yet participated in any of the Sheva uh, Brachos uh, uh, meals as of yet. However, all is not lost for us Ashkenazim, though, because the Ramah comes along and he says, the Ramah says, nowadays by us, the minag is, is that Shal Shittis does qualify as Panim Chadashos. So you don't need to find somebody new for Panim Chadashos. The Shabbos itself is already going to work. It could be because usually you have Panim Chadashos anyways. So since most people, most times you're going to have Panim Chadashos, therefore that's why the, the practice developed. Or he said, because in most Shabbat Brachos, somebody gets up and says a drasha. The hadrasha havi kapanim chadashos. And the drasha is going to count as a panim chadashos. Somebody says a new vart, which you didn't hear before. So that new vart is, a, is going to count as, as panim chadashos. So, so, if, so the dra- if, if the drasha works, why doesn't it work during the week? Why only on Shabbos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I don't know. I, can, I, I don't know the answer to that. You're, ask, you're asking very good. I was just going to say that we now have three working definitions of panim chadashos. A person, Shabbos, or a drasha. Okay, that's uh, that's what it is. If you have a person on Shabbos who gives a drasha, so then it's uh, it's part of chadashos to the third, to the third power. So you've got everything which is uh, which is going for you. Okay, now here what we have is uh, this is a sefer called Sova Semachos. Is the name of the sefer? It's written by Rav Suraya Devlitsky. Is a is a person's name. Um, he's somebody that was mentioned uh, a couple times, I think, between Mincha and Marev, uh, Shabbos afternoon, because one of the things that, that Rav Saraya Devlitsky is known for is being an expert in diktuk. And he's written a number of pamphlets on diktuk-related uh, matters. And he also writes, he's a Kabbalist, but he also writes sometimes these little kuntresim on, uh, on halacha. So he says... Um, Um, what I want to show you over here. Um, okay, I just want to show you uh, just uh, just one idea which you said over here. It's an interesting idea, which I could highlight in the middle, but I'm on the fourth line of this uh, of this source, I'll make it a little bit bigger. Uh, after the period where it says, So he says that nowadays, that uh, even the minigah amongst Ashkenaz, what he's going on is the idea of the Shulchan Aruch, that you need a person for whom you would, uh, who brings additional joy to the occasion. So he said, not just stam a person off the street, but it has to be somebody who's there special and everybody's more excited by the presence of that person. So he says that, common practice, even amongst Ashkenazim, is not to be particular about this. And we will go ahead and grab somebody off of the street. And he says that the minag practice is spread in accordance with this opinion. And now this is the, the line, which I think is very interesting. He says, We might think that if there's a, a machlokis, whether to say a bracha or not, 
So the general approach when there's a suffix, whether to say a bracha is suffix bracha sahakel. That when there's an uncertainty whether to say a bracha, we generally refrain from saying that uh, that bracha because we don't want to risk saying Hashem's name in vain. And here he says, although it's true that when there's a minog, that, that the, the rule is suffix bracha sahakel, but when there's a minog to say the bracha, then we don't adopt a stringent view and say refrain from saying the bracha. So this line, Mako Hakel. So that's an interesting thing, uh, is an interesting principle. The Avram Simon Chavav. Okay, you can look at it over there. He says that if there is a minag to make a bracha when somebody new is present, even if we don't, it doesn't increase the joy of the occasion. Still, you would go ahead and you say the bracha anyways, because that's the minog. Because for these matters, the minog is going to decide, is going to instruct us what to do. And we're not going to take these principles of suffix brachos lahakel and say that if there's a machlokas about it, just uh, go ahead and avoid saying it when there's a clear minog that way. Okay, so that was point number one that the Sova Smachos brings out. Now, here, this, that was from a footnote. Now, here, this is from the first parrot. Now, in Sif Ches, he says another idea. And this is something which also is a frequent occurrence by Shavu Brachos, certainly when, you're, when you get to the end of Shavu Brachos, meaning the last few days of Shavu Brachos, and you're scrounging to find people who have not yet participated in Shavu Brachos. So he says, Let's say the Panim Chadashos, they're not there for the entire meal. They don't show up to the middle of the meal. Or they may not even show up till the end of the meal. They show up in time for dessert. So that already is enough. So you shouldn't think that that Panim Chadashos means that the person is there participating in the entire meal. They could show up in the middle and they could even show up at the end. But in Sif Tessi says, Now this is what we saw in the Ramah. Let's say the Panim Chadashos says, I can't eat anything. I just finished Malafa Malka. I'm absolutely stuffed and I can't eat another bite. So if you can't eat anything, uh, as long as the person is there uh, to give honor to the chasan kawa, so this is also considered to be panim chadashos. You don't lemaisa have to eat. He says even if the person doesn't show up until benching time, he doesn't come strolling in until everybody's ready to bench, and that's when the panim chadashos shows up. V'nochach la'amiras shavrachos, and he's there for shavrachos. He still qualifies as panim chadashos. So, although it's preferable, as we're going to see in the footnote, although it's preferable that the person should eat something, nonetheless, uh, if uh, if uh, if he can't eat anything, if for whatever reason he can't eat, it's because he's uh, he's vegan or he's absolutely stuffed from uh, from his own uh, malava malka. He still qualifies. And explains over here. Um, He says, So the footnote, he says, like we saw, many Rishonim are of the opinion that in order to, to qualify as Panim Chadashos, you don't have to participate in the meal. You just have to be there. Um, okay, now we're going to jump down to a second paragraph without all of the, the sources which he writes, to, which he quotes to that effect. But he says, I wrote inside, meaning on the, in the, the paragraphs up uh, on top, 
where he actually just where he just presents the halachas. That the only time will be lenient is in the event that the panim chadashos, the person who has not yet participated in a meal, if he actually can't eat. Then we could rely on the opinion which says that he still is considered to be panim chadashos even though he didn't eat. To allow him to participate, to, to make the shabrachos without eating. But he says, however, we should try and satisfy Shulchan Aruch's opinion, who doesn't bring down this idea that you qualify as Panam Chadashos even without eating. He says, most people would actually be surprised, he comments, that you could be considered Panam Chadashos without participating in the meal at all. He asked most people, does the Panam Chadashos have to eat? They said, of course he has to eat. You invite him to the, to the meal in order to be the Panam Chadashos. So being that although the Ramah says that, the minig- that it's not necessary, since most people will be surprised by that, so we shouldn't go against that. So he says, in Cain, in being that most people assume that Panam Chadashos does have to eat, we have to be concerned with the possibility that maybe there exists a minog that the Panam Chadashos actually does have to eat, and the minog is not like the Ramah who says he doesn't have to eat. So being that there is that possibility, we should always try and make sure that the Panam Chadashos eats something, but if push comes to shove and he doesn't want to eat anything, so it's not, it's not something which is so, uh, which is so, uh, which is so essential. He says, you shouldn't be lenient about this other than when it's not possible. And he actually says, that this is actually relevant where you have Shalashunas going into Mosei Shabbos and then you have trying to get the, uh, the Malav Malkin meal as well. And that's where that's, uh, such a thing could, could arise. So that's the way he passes that L'Chatchila you want to try and make an effort when the Panim Chadasha shows up at the end of the meal, say, listen, why don't you have some dessert or something? And if he says, listen, I, I honestly, I can't eat anything at all. I'm so, I'm so stuffed. So you can say, okay, you could do Shev Rachas anyways. But at least to offer him and try and get him to eat something, so that would definitely be, uh, be preferred. Um, right. So now the Ritva is one of these sources, he says explicitly, we'll just read it inside now explicitly, and then it's going to be relevant for the next source, which, which we'll finish. So the Ritva says explicitly, panim chadashos, as long as you have panim chadashos showing up, so here he says explicitly, even though the panim chadashos does not show up until the meal is over, and he didn't eat anything at all, he didn't even join in the meal, they made all that delicious food, and he didn't even eat it, Still, we'll go ahead and we'll make birchas chasanim. And the Ritva says that my Rebbeim agreed to this position, that it's not necessary for him to actually eat something, and he qualifies as uh, as pan chadashus without eating anything in the meal whatsoever. Now, the last thing which is interesting to consider is the following, and this is from a sefer Imre Yaakov. Those of you who have uh, been coming to Shurim for a while, so remember we did the Imre Yaakov on the Shulchan Archarav, we did the Chosha Mishpat stuff 
with that. So we, we did that. We didn't read all of the Imre Yaakov inside, but I had the Imre Yaakov in front of me using his commentary. So he also wrote a volume on Evan Ezer. Not as thorough. He didn't write on everything in Evan Ezer, but he wrote on certain sections of Evan Ezer. And one of them is this Simon having to do with Shabrachos. So he raises the following question in one of his notes. He says, the Yesh Lion, Ma'al Kavanas He quotes at length another Ritva, but he says it's worth uh, contemplating what exactly the intent of the Ritva is. Now, let's say what happens sometimes is, so, so far we talked about what happens if a person showed, was there by the chuppah, but didn't stay for the meal. So if the person is by the chuppah, they didn't stay for the meal, do they qualify for panim uh, chadashos or not? It was a machlokas Rashi and the Rambam, and we said that the minog is like Rashi, that the person still qualifies. Now, the, the Imre Yaakov is asking, based on a comment of the ritva, the opposite case. What's the opposite case? That sometimes it happens that a person is there, uh, they, were, they showed up, they missed the chuppah, they show up in time for the meal, they dance the first dance, they eat the, the meal. At the end of the, the meal, when they finish eating, they bench, make a little mezumen amongst the table, whatever the, the heter is for that. There's also a topic for a different shear. But they go ahead and they, uh, they bench and then they leave. So they weren't there to your shabrachas by the chuppah. They weren't there to your shabrachas at the end of the chasna meal, but they did eat the chasna meal. So if a person ate the chasna meal but has not yet heard any shabrachas, does that person qualify for shabrachas? And that probably is a very common thing that happens because how many people actually stay to the end of the chasna to be able to hear benching? So that's an unco- that's a that's a, a an uncommon thing that somebody stays that long. Usually it's only family and very very close friends, not people who are just stam guests. So he asked, uh, If you have a person who ate at the meal, ate at the chasna, but since he didn't stay till the end of the meal to hear shavabrachos at that time. So since he never heard Sheva Brachos as part of a meal, he would still qualify for Sheva Brachos. Oh, Dilmar, perhaps, maybe what the Ritva means is you qualify for Sheva Brachos only if you didn't eat anything at the Chasna. You were only there, let's say, by the Chuvah, but you, would, you didn't actually participate. And maybe in reference to the second scenario where you didn't eat at all, he would still qualify as Panim Chadashos. So here you have a very relevant Shaila, a person who ate at the Chasna but didn't stay for benching. Missed the Chuppah, ate at the Chasna, didn't stay for benching. Can he be invited to one of the subsequent Shav Brachas and qualify for Panim Chadashos or not? Says Imre Yaakov, He says, to me, it's actually uh, quite logical uh, uh, that, uh, that once you eat, like the second uh, uh, possibility, that once you ate a meal, even if you didn't stay to the Shavabrachas at the Chasna, but you ate the meal at the Chasna, you're already disqualified. You already participated enough that we cannot consider you to be Panam Chadashos. Dim Achosham, and it seems it's logical to the Imre Yaakov that once you went ahead and you ate the meal, even though you didn't stay for benching, Gama Ritva Yoda Hold the wrong again. 
He says the Ritva will agree that you don't qualify for Panim Chadashas. And he says this is extremely important. He says, This is really, there's going to be a cool over here. And this is something which is not so frequent in Chicago yet. Maybe with this new Chasna Hall there uh, behind Mariano's, it will become more frequent because you don't have to drive so far. But in New York, it's very common. He says, They have what's called the Simchas Chasavakala. So you have the Chuppah. You have the meal, which is reserved for close uh, uh, for family and close friends, but it's not open up to everybody. And then after you have the meal, then they have the simchas chasamikala where they put out the dessert table or whatever, and that's where people come and they participate in the dancing. So that's where the crowd shows up is for this thing after the shabbos is really over. So he says uberprat. Let's go back to the beginning of that sentence. He says this is, is an idea which is going to be relevant. People who are showing up to the chasa after they've already finished benching. When they're dancing and they're, you know, celebrating with the chasa. And they come at the end, they come at 10.30, 11, 11.30, 12 o'clock. To go ahead and just wish the chasa mazlov, to wish the chasa's parents mazlov, to wish the kala's parents mazlov. But you show up, you go two uh, circles around, you know, it's not even like a, Hoshana Rabbah seven times around. You go two times around the circle and you wish everybody Mazav that you need to wish Mazav to. And you didn't eat anything. So you weren't at the chuppah, you weren't at the meal, but you did dance together with everybody after, after the wedding. So for those people, those people would qualify as Panim Chadashos because they don't have any of the things which are working against them. They didn't hear Sheva Brachos yet. They didn't eat a meal with anybody as of yet. All they did was show up and dance for a couple of minutes with everybody and wish everybody Mazel Tov. Those people could still be considered Panim Chadashos. This scenario, there's much more reason to be Mekel, Mekel in the sense to allow the person to be considered Panim Chadashos so that they can make Sheva Brachos at another meal. Because they already showed, they showed up after the Shavrachas were already recited. And the Suda was already over. And this is now what we call Simchas Chasavakawa. So for that, the person would still qualify for the, uh, for the Shavrachas. So here we have, let's just review uh, quickly if we can. So Panim Chadashos are something which are necessary to be able to say the, uh, the Shavrachas. We have um, the Shavrachas is. We had a disagreement. Do you have to be there uh, if you're there at the time of the chuppah, but uh, you do not participate in a meal? Do you qualify for the uh, the panim uh, chadashos or not? Then we had the idea that Shabbos counts as uh, as uh, as panim chadashos. So even if you don't have a human who is new, Shabbos itself counts as shabbos. We extended that even as far as shalshudas is concerned, even though it was a machlokas. Then we had the idea that maybe you only qualify as Panam Chadashos if you bring additional joy to the occasion. But if you just stam a person off of the street, you don't qualify as Panam Chadashos. But the minag is to be lenient as far as that. And even if you pull some yats off of the street, you also qualifies as Panam Chadashos. And then we talked about whether or not you have to eat in order to be one of the, to be Panam Chadashos. We said you do not. And then we had these uh, scenarios at the end from Neymar Yaakov 
where you were by the meal, but you didn't stay for benching, or you weren't even at the meal, and you just showed up and you danced a little bit afterwards, whether you qualify. And we had those halachas as well. And these are various scenarios, which I think are very common, commonly arise when people are organizing Shev Brachas and trying to make sure that they're going to have Panim Chadashos who are, uh, who are there. Good? Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.